1: One day, my kids will look at the things that I've created and know that I was telling a story, that I was telling their story, and putting my creative spin on it.
0: Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 50. In this episode, I'm interviewing Brianna Lepper for the My Way series. My Way is all about celebrating the unique ways memory keepers get things done. Brianna adores color, cut files, mixed media, and more. We're excited to have her as the January featured artist at Simple Scrapper. Hey, Brianna, how are you today? I'm doing well, Jennifer. How are you? Fantastic. I am so excited to have you as our featured artist for January and to have our audience of the Scrapbook Your Way podcast get to know you a little bit better on this episode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so could you kick things off by sharing just a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes. Um, well, I am, well, I love to scrapbook. I'm a big YouTuber. Uh, we are military I'm currently we're currently stationed in Louisiana originally born and raised in California uh, so we've seen quite a few places and uh, we just take it as one big adventure and we love it uh, I have two boys they're 12 and 14 Noah and Elijah and if you have seen some of my work they're all probably almost all my layouts and if it's not them it's my two dogs Luna and pippa so we just have a lot of fun spending time together and just you know playing games and hanging out
0: well, I certainly love that perspective of looking at life as an adventure and certainly as a military family, having that openness to new <laughs> changes is going to be helpful along the way.
1: Yes. And it definitely gives me a lot of material to scrapbook. So oh, I
0: bet. Like, I bet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so one of the things we always do on the podcast is talk about something that we're it's exciting us right now in memory keeping. So what's exciting you? Um,
1: Honestly, I, you know, I kind of thought about this question and I couldn't, a, a lot of things excite me I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people can relate especially you know with new products coming out and just so much inspiration that's on social media and I honestly I like want to try anything and everything but I kind of narrowed it down to a person and it's honestly Paige Evans she inspires me so much and she's doing this 25 days of cut files so she's you know sharing what she's made with a cut file or how she's backed it and she's got a new collection coming out and um pretty soon. And, you know, I got some sneaks of it and I am just so beyond excited. And she, I don't know, she makes me want to create, she take feels, she makes me feel like I want to step out of my creative box or thinking that maybe things are too tedious, but, um, and, and maybe being it being okay, not to create a layout in a 30 sec, you know, 30 minute session, like, you know, maybe stretching it out over a couple days. And that's kind of what I've always struggled with is feeling that if I sit down, I have to finish it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's fun to sometimes like make quick pages that come together easily and then sometimes really invest a lot of time and, and heart into it as as it would take to do a layout like pages. I love her style and how she's really embraced This, you know, more intricate, very, you know, sometimes even over-the-top creativity, but it makes her pages so beautiful
1: and really, as you said, inspires you to create. Yes, yes, exactly. Because they are – I mean, she can make a layout and, you know, she'll put notes that, you know, it took her eight hours just to, you know, stitch it or to back it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just – Like she takes it to a whole nother level where, you know, yes, I totally agree. I, you know, sometimes I just want to hurry up, not hurry up, but but just take 30 minutes and like bust one out and feel and still really love it. But then I also like to, you know, for it to be like a work of art and something that, you know, I can treasure just, you know, a little bit more. I want to frame it or I want to give it as a gift. And it, I don't know, there's just so many different ways to create. And yeah, so she right now is just totally exciting me.
0: Well, you don't have to choose one or the other, you can have all of those different types and different ways as part of what you do, depending on your mood and the time you have and what really is exciting you in the moment, as you know, is the whole purpose of this question here. Yes, that's right. (laughs) So what's exciting me right now is the opening of our latest class. And this is the bucket list project. And this is a new class that I am leading uh, for 2020. And it kind of takes our bucket list download tool um, to a new level. And the whole point is to, over the course of the year, tell at least 12 significant stories. Now, if you can tell more, that's so fantastic. But the idea is to really invest your energy in making sure that some of these deeper stories that sometimes can feel intimidating to get them told and to, in the process, kind of make that not feel intimidating or scary anymore, to really... Make it just part of your scrapbooking. And oh, so we will have all the details at the link that I put in the show notes. It's going to be simplescrapper.com slash list. And I'm so excited for you to join me in this class this year.
1: I'm excited. I, I definitely will look more into it. I'm so, that sounds like something I would really, really enjoy doing. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. And I've heard so often over the years that scrapbookers want to tell richer stories, but they don't necessarily know how or have a great starting point or it just feels it feels intimidating or scary and you don't feel like you can measure up to it and I think that's what we're going to try to bust apart is that these are just one more layout, but you're going to maybe use a few more words on it because it does have a, a deeper meaning for you.
1: Well, I love that. I'm looking forward to it. That makes me really excited. Okay, we'll add that. Let's do Paige Evans and that bucket list project. Because I I saw it and I was just, I was curious. So I'm so excited that you explained it a little bit more. And you know, you're right. There are some stories that may be a little bit more difficult to tell or, you know, not knowing where to start or how to like lay it out. So, and I do have a few of those. So I'm really, this is making me really happy.
0: (laughs) Awesome. All right. So in that vein, what is one story on your bucket list that you really want to tell in the next year? Um, oh,
1: gosh. There's a few, I, I don't know. Um, well, there was a period of time where I didn't get a chance to be creative, um, maybe about 10 years ago. So and it was when my children were a little bit young. Well, when they were toddlers, it was really hard for me to create. Um, but that's not really a story because that's just like their life.
0: Um, no, that totally is a story. Is it's that? a story about you in that period of time. Because I certainly had, I had about, oh, a little bit less than a decade where I wasn't, I, I would say, like, in my, my zone of my best self. Like, I right. was focused on other things, and I, but creativity wasn't really part of my life. And then I realized that. I was like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing? I've been like asleep for the past almost a decade here. <laughs> Um, and yeah, my focus was on other things, but this needed to become part of my life again. And that's when I started scrapbooking and, you know, created a blog and all of that. So I think that's a, it's a huge story and your stories don't necessarily have, even if your children are, they can even still be the photos in the story. It can be a photo of you with your children when they were little, but the story is about I wasn't really creating in this time. I was, you know, trying to figure
1: out how to be a mom. That's exactly where, you know, where you didn't, you know, there were maybe they were one and three and then two and four where, you know, your whole entire life was them. And that's when I had chosen to be a stay at home mom and you kind of lose yourself in a way where, you know, everything revolves around your children and which I chose to. And I absolutely love that time period of being able to be with them because I know a lot of people aren't. Um, but, you know, it was about, you know, giving up my career and being with them and not being able to create. And I felt like I lost myself a little bit because creativity is or being creative or having the ability to express myself through my pages or my layouts or a journal page or anything, you know, is huge to me. And it's like a, like an outlet where I, it's very therapeutic. So I, I'm looking forward to being able to document, you know, when they were toddlers and to be able to look back. And know that I enjoyed those moments and to document them in a way. So, this, yes, I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: yeah, and this is exactly what I hope to achieve with the class, that we're going to give you, like, not only, like, a framework to get these ideas organized, but have the community to tease apart. How do I approach the story because maybe I haven't been able to in the past or I didn't know how? Yes, yes, I get All right. It. So the whole point of this episode is to talk about you and your hobby and how you got started and how you've evolved and really what is filling your own bucket, for another use of that word, um, right now in scrapbooking and maybe even looking a little bit forward to 2020 and how you're going to be scrapbooking in the future. So to, to start with the past, how did
1: you begin? Um. Well, I didn't actually start. Well, no. Okay. So I've always been a documenter or a memory keeper of some sort ever since I was maybe, I don't know, 10 or 11. I loved stickers. I loved sticker books. I don't know maybe if this gives away my age, but, you know, where there was like Sanrio sticker books and you would peel – you would actually take the stickers off of the – the sticker sheet, imagine that, and stick them in little books. And I would have tons of them and never want to use them because they were so cute. Or, you know, as a teen, it evolved as a teenager, I would cut up magazines and glue them to a poster board and make collages. And Yes, I've done bonus. all of those things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, or, you know, disposable cameras were in, or if you'd you, the selfies, you hopefully got yourself in the frame and you would have to wait, you know, two to three days or have to do, you know, one hour photo at Walmart. And, uh, (laughs) um, that's, that's how I started is just always documenting that way. I didn't actually start maybe scrapbooking until I had my son, my first son. And, um, it was, you know, it was just very simple. It was just getting a paper pad at Hobby Lobby and just gluing photos down with a few random stickers here and there. Um, but it was just something for me to still be able to document, but not as um, creative, I guess, as I am now. I guess you could say that. It was very simple.
0: Sure. But I mean, like you use the tools that you had at your disposal and what you could figure out how to do. But it seems like that that drive to create something out of nothing was always there.
1: Yes. Yes, it really was. And the time, you know, it was very limited. Um, and then I had my second son. So then it kind of just all went out the window. <laughs> I didn't really get a chance to, to create quite as much. <laughs>
0: ha- so how has your hobby evolved even in the past few years? As your children have gotten older, you know, what types of things have you tried? And maybe where, like, where have you settled?
1: Um, Mixed media. That's where I've really in the past couple years have moved more towards. Um, I absolutely love working with watercolors, with paints, with pastes, um, sprays, anything and everything. There's always somewhat of a mixed media element on a layout or anything that I'm creating. Um, So I think I've gotten more of my artistic side in that sense of just being able to take, you know, 15 to 20 minutes on my background without even applying any photo. And that's kind of how I start any kind of layout, basically, is just, you know, just starting to paint on something and and going that way. And I guess what has really helped me is um, up until about two years ago, I never had a craft room or maybe a designated space. I would have to scrapbook at the dining room table. Um, so that created a really big challenge for me. So when I did film YouTube videos, I would have to bring out all of my gear set up. So it was quite an event. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot of work went into those like um, older videos when I first started creating process videos on YouTube was, you know, I would have to bring everything out and it wasn't all my stuff wasn't like easily available to me. So now having a craft room has been like the biggest thing to me. So, you know, for those people that don't have a craft room, you don't need one to create. I I didn't. And to me, it's just, you just have to have a space and you have to have things ready for you, you know, set up and however you want to do it. Craft room is... No, you know, it's a blessing, but it's not needed. You, you really don't need one.
0: <laughs> well, and that's why we have rolling cards these days because yes. they're portable <laughs> and you can have kind of almost everything that you need in one little spot. Um, I love the storage solutions we have today and how they've improved and become more flexible. And, you know, and I also think that when you don't have maybe all of your stuff around you, you realize how creative you can be with even limited supplies.
1: That's correct. That is so true. That is so true because you kind of know what you already have. And now I do struggle because I have so much out and, you know, I kind of want to display everything and that's not good because then I, I spent a lot of time being distracted looking through things and, oh, I forgot I had this. and <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, there is some creative inspiration that's found from actually like touching your things and going through them. So <laughs> that's correct. Yes. <laughs> so you mentioned the mixed media I mean, would you describe that as your style or is that just part of your style? Does every page start with some sort of like wet something or or those just some of your pages?
1: Um, Probably 95% of my layouts start with with wet something. I'm always getting my gesso out and whether it be a lot on a page, it's I kind of already prepare myself if, you know, depending on how I'm feeling or the direction I go into, it's on my my cardstock is already prepped, so that I, mixed media is a huge part of my style. Um, I tend to work mainly on white cardstock. I I really want to challenge myself for 2020 to maybe incorporate more pattern papers as foundations of my layouts. Um, but I would say mixed media is my style with that's you know with a white background that's colorful with lots of layers. And what
0: advice would you give to someone who's still trying to find their own style? I know that I love starting pages that way, but it's only like, you know, a proportion. I like, I have to be in a certain mood and that mood is very clear. Like I need to paint something today, but that mood only happens once in a while for me.
1: Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I I guess I would say just try things. Um, Watch watch tutorials, see if that even interests you. And if it doesn't, then, then move on. And I, I would just say, play along or play with things. You don't have to get the latest and greatest supplies. You know, even if you go and just try a few paints at Michael's and, you know, steadily build up your stash or just use one spray and see if you like it. And, um, you know, get, get a small paint palette and try that way before, you know, you start purchasing things or, you know, I just, um, My advice, again, is just to try, try a lot of things, watch some process videos, you know, look on Pinterest or Instagram. There's so much inspiration. And if, if you're drawn to it, then give it a try. And if not, then, you know, keep, Try something different.
0: Well, and especially with mixed media, we often have something in our home that we can use. And like, let's like just throw out all rules of like acid safe and all of that. Let's just say like, let's just play <laughs> and maybe yeah. even don't even use a photo on it or use like a throwaway photo, like use a photo from a magazine, just right. play and see, do you like the way this feels and how this comes together for you? Is that fun? Are you intrigued? Or is it like, oh gosh, this is just too much hassle and it's not for me.
1: Right. Yes. And that's true. Just do, just, just try it. And most of us do have all that stuff at home.
0: So it sounds like you are consistently inspired. We know you like Paige Evans and, and playing with mixed media is, you know, really fills your well creatively that mixed media really, you know, floats your boat. How do you stay motivated to create or does that just come naturally to you?
1: Well, it comes naturally. I do have some creative obligations. So it, with those, with having those, it gets me in my craft room, um, cause I have to fulfill those, but being able just to, I like to at least come in my room once a day, whether it be for 15 minutes or a couple hours, you know, once the boys are down or, um, you know, before I head into work, I always try to come in and keep that, I guess, crafty mojo or creative mojo, if that's the right term, I guess. Um, flowing so it i have found that if i take a break for a couple of days it's I, I find it really hard ba- hard to transition back or to get back in the groove so i try to create every day and i just love it so when you find something that you love it makes it very easy to go you know to sit down and get right back into it
0: well, yeah, as we've talked about, it doesn't even need to be a lot of time. It's just doing one little thing to help you stay, to keep that connection. Because that that really is real. If you step away from anything in your life, you don't feel as connected to it. Your brain's not mulling it over. But even if you're just making small progress every single day, showing up to it, you will stay connected. Motivation will just kind of happen naturally. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So on this in this vein, January is creative habits month at simple scrapper. And so I'm curious, what's one habit that you're most proud of and how does that support your scrapbooking?
1: Um I would have to say I have to finish what I've started. Um there has been a few times where I've started a layout that I really wasn't maybe feeling or I didn't like the direction it was going, but I so I set it aside and then I started again. But with those layouts or whatever project I was working on at that time, whatever I set aside, I would make sure to go back to it and finish it, whether it, you know, is to um, tear apart some of the papers if it was a mixed media background, which usually that's what it is, Um, or to take my punches out and punch a bunch of shapes and make my own embellishments or save them to add on a project later or add it to my art journal. I love to finish what I've started. And I think that's a great habit to have, Um, you know, just to finish and go back to whatever you you stopped doing.
0: Yeah, when well, I love this idea that finishing doesn't have to look like what you set out to create in the beginning, finishing can just mean is closing the loop in some way that, you know, I started this, I'm going to use it somehow so that I can feel like I can put this to rest.
1: Right, exactly. And I hate wasting any supplies, especially mixed media supplies. You know, it's like, well, that's beautiful paint. It didn't turn out the way I was wanting it to. So I'm going to save it or I'm going to cut it up, you know, basically just finish it, add a couple of photos and, you know, like you said, just close it up. This this is so perfect because I think even with
0: like bigger projects, you can say that you especially in January we get so excited we have this vision for how we're going to do this project and maybe part of it wasn't totally sustainable but that doesn't mean you can't make a course correction and still consider the project finished in one way or another maybe the time period of the project has changed maybe how you approach it you know the size of the pages or the way you create the pages maybe you just you do something a little bit different but it doesn't mean you can't finish it just because it it looks different than the original plan. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And do you feel like you how did you get to the point, have you always been a finisher or did you have to really train yourself to, to do that?
1: Um, I kind of creatively I had to to train myself. Well, I guess it kind of goes in all aspects of, of my life. I like to finish things. It gives me anxiety knowing it's somewhat in the background. There, I have to finish everything that I start. Obviously, there are some some projects that maybe I haven't had a chance to go back to that have you know are currently goals. You know, I've started a December daily last year that I haven't finished, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to finish it. You know, I'll go back into it. You know, um, here and there, and do a page here and there. That I'm still. Those are all kind of things that I'm actively working on. But I just when it comes to being, you know, on the creative side, um, I just don't like to waste my stuff. I treasure every sticker or every enamel dot. So I feel that if I've started it, I really, really want to finish it because I, you know, they're not, these supplies aren't, you know, inexpensive and, um, it makes me feel really, really good and accomplished that I've finished it. And it makes me happy sticking whatever I've made, you know, in the pile ready to be put in an album.
0: Well, I think maybe that's a clue for others to use when they're trying to figure out what habits they want to work on is what makes you feel accomplished because it might look different for, for me or for you or for somebody else. Um and accomplishment doesn't it doesn't have to look like finishing. It can like yours does, but accomplishment could just mean making something or getting organized. It could look like a lot of different things.
1: Right. That's right. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right, so transitioning to the present day, what are you into in scrapbooking right now? You mentioned Paige Evans and mixed media, but what sizes or formats are you typically creating in?
1: Um, my, I typically create in twelve by twelve. I do love to create uh, nine by twelve as well. Um, I do have an album that I'm working on um, that is that size, and I happen to love that size a lot. Um, to be honest, I struggle with smaller scale projects. I mean, I love a traveler's notebook. I can create in those all day long. But anything smaller, like you give me a 3x4 card, I struggle. I just like having a large canvas. So um, a 12 by 12 is my go-to standard size that I create in.
0: And how do you organize the pages that you create? Um, do you have like an album system? Like, How do you approach each page and how it fits together into the big picture?
1: Um, I don't have a system. I kind of just, I have, um, just certain albums that I just create. I don't have anything going chronological. I do have a couple albums that are geared mainly to my sons. Like I have a a Noah album and I have an Elijah album, but then I, we have so many different things that I document that it's just all kind of together. I guess it's just a, a highlight, just highlights of our lives. That's what. I like to look at it as (laughs) and do you file them as you
0: create them then just as it goes like at the back or at the front yes so it just goes at the back
1: so wherever it just I just stick it in and and turn the page (laughs) basically
0: nice well no I like there's, there's a certain freedom and flexibility in that and you know just because how do I say this you know, as someone who's a finisher, it sounds like you would like structure and order, but sometimes that comes in in a form of freedom that looks a little bit different than maybe how you would typically think of structure and order.
1: Yes, and that's correct. god, you couldn't have said it any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I don't want to put too much thought in. I mean, I, I ideally it'd be great if it, you know, if it was like a if it went by year, but I just I don't know, I guess when it comes to storing all my pages, I've just basically just stuck them in a sleeve and called it good and just moved when, you know, I'm just more excited to start creating than, than doing that part.
0: Well, and it's your, I mean, there's a natural evolution there of your own creative journey. I mean, it's chronological yes. in terms of when you make them regardless of the whether or not the stories were from now or 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in terms of your process now it sounds like you said it before that you pretty much always start your page with some form of mixed media when you're doing that do you already have a story or a photo in mind or are you creating for the sake of creating and then you kind of figure out what
1: might go with that um I honestly create for the sake of creating I rarely create a page based on a photo. I always start my page, you know, with painting or I see a product that I want to start using um, that I'm excited about. And then I find a photo to match it. Um, That's just my process. I sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll want to document a certain day, like right away. um, But for the most part, I just create and find a photo or go through my phone and find a photo that will uh, go with the page. And then I kind of just check things off my list. Like I'm still, this photo is still special to me, but I, you know, went around it a different way. I guess that's just oh my sure. Problem. No, we love to yeah. embrace
0: like all starting points here, and that some people may have consistent starting point. They this is their process always, and sometimes they have different starting points. But we're we, we're equal opportunity um, <laughs> here because we know that we are all inspired in different ways, and there's no there's no wrong way to be a scrapbooker. Yes,
1: I agree. I agree. <laughs> It's always fun to hear how people start or how they start a layout. I know a lot of people start with a photo and go from there. Um, I just, I, I think it's interesting that I am totally backwards and I love it. <laughs> well, it's not backwards. It's
0: just your way. And just different. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think that if you, if you notice that somebody maybe has a different process, then you can try that and see whether it creates more ease for you or less Because I've certainly tried things over the years, like, oh my gosh, like, why have I not been doing this all along? Because this is so much easier for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's why I love these particular episodes of the podcast. And, and, you know, even watching process videos on YouTube is that because everyone has a slightly different process and you may find tweaks to your own
1: that create that comfort that just makes scrapbooking that much more fun and simple. And yes, and simple. And a a lot of the times that is, is what helps because not everybody has, you know, endless amounts of hours to create. So I agree. It is always, I love to hear how people start creating. Cause I used to do it photo, like the photo first. Um, and I kind of struggled. So I kind of took the pressure off and found a way that would help me. So I'm not spending so much time, you know, trying to figure out what works and more time creating and what's what I enjoy doing. So yeah, I do. Yeah. I love to hear how people create. (laughs)
0: So what products are you loving right now that support this, this
1: style and process that you have? I'm a completely addicted to stencils. I cannot have enough stencils and modeling paste and sprays. So shimmer sprays. I'm a, Of course, I love shimmer sprays. Um, but yeah, stencils and pastes and sprays. That's what I'm completely addicted to right now.
0: Maybe what brand or line
1: or designer of stencils do you love? Um, well, Paige recently released some stencils. So I have those. I do love Vicki Booten's stencils. She has amazing stencils. Um, and then I think it's Cartabella or no, I think it's Echo Park. I'm not, I can't remember which, I can't see that package right in front of me, but those are my favorites right now. Oh, and also another tip and technique that I love to do is taking a cut file and using that as a stencil, and just cutting it on plain cardstock or heavy cardstock, whatever I have on hand, and using that as a stencil because then it's completely endless of what you have to create with.
0: Oh wow, yeah, that really opens the door to creating whatever you want, or like taking a shape and duplicating it. Oh yeah, that's that
1: sounds so fun. Yes, it is. It is. So you kind of just have to play with it, and I, I have a silhouette, so I play with it in silhouette, and you know, do whatever I need to do to create. Um, for it to be a stencil, and then I just tape it down. And sometimes I can reuse it again, but for the most part, it's kind of just, you know, all gunked up with with paste. But, you know, it just gives you an endless supply of, op- you know, of um, options. Well, and you can, in theory, cut it from plastic, too, to make it more reusable. Yes, yes. And I saw some stencil material even at Michael's, too, and I've thought about doing that. But I'll have to look more into it. <laughs> that sounds I think I really need the, fun. Like, right blade,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, so you mentioned modeling paste to you know create texture with the stencil, but you can really even do that with paint. It's just not as thick, right? Right. So right. sometimes it, I think there's this this misconception that you need all of these different types of supplies to start mixed media, and that's not necessarily true. Yes, there are lots of really fun things you can play with but right. you probably have enough things to get started even in, in your home or like rating your kids craft area. Um, you Anything, can do a lot yeah. with what you have.
1: Yes. And I think some, there are like, I forget, I don't know if it's called, I think it's spackle or paste or there's stuff at home Depot that some people already have in their house that you can use. Now, I don't know how that is like acid wise. I know we mentioned that before or, you know, um, like storing or archiving, um, but I've heard people using that. If you have, you don't. I've never have to thought have of using that, that, yeah. spackle being like the same type of thing. I think my <laughs> spackles so, are always like
0: dried out because I'm like, yeah, I filled a but, hole ten years ago, and I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of cracked and gross now. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so ladies or gen- and gentlemen, if you have, you know, if you are crafters, go go raid the garage and see if you have anything that you can use. Yeah, and I mean, there might be stencils anything. there too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there's all kinds of all kinds of possibilities. Or if you just have um, punches, you could make your own stencil. You could. There's just so many like options and <clears throat> possibilities. And even if you don't have paste, you could do inks. You can. You know, you can um, st- uh, stencil on inks with like a. Oh my gosh, the brushes, the blending brushes. Mm-hmm. There's just ev- there's so many different ways that you can use a stencil.
0: Well, and so many other ways to even create texture too. With like yes, you know bubble wrap and I feel like we see corrugated cardboard a lot less than we used to, but you know that would be oh, a suggestion you had to kind of rip things apart to get to that. but used to love corrugated. We need to bring that back. <laughs> I, I remember love
1: that
0: <laughs> I had some like corrugated cardboard letter stickers, like a million years ago in like one of the very early studio calico
1: kits they were they were so cute. Oh, I love! Oh my gosh, I I'm I was so sad when Studio Calico stopped having scrapbooking kits. I'm just a he was a huge fan of their scrapbooking kits.
0: Yeah, and I like I loved the days when they were like, let's cobble together what manufacturers are creating because I yes. liked the the diversity every single month, like of different things. And and there's certain there's something to be said with like like design
1: consistency
0: when you're doing it in house, but it is different,
1: right? Right. No, I'm, I'm the same because you get a little bit of everything. You get an, a chance to try different things from different manufacturers or different designers or from di- you know from different lines. Yeah, and that's what that's what I love and I look for look for it in like kits. Yeah.
0: So kind of shifting gears here to organization. Um, are you do you consider yourself
1: organized or? slightly Um, organized (laughs) okay (laughs) slightly organized I mean I'll be honest if you walk into my crafting right now it's it may look like it's not organized I'm I'm fairly disorganized to a to a point I do have a foundation set for a lot of my things but as I'm creating I need to be better about putting things away um I guess better I do have, I have a few carts that I have. Those rolling carts are fabulous. I know we've mentioned that before, but I have like a mixed media cart. I have like a embellishment cart and then like a planning cart. Uh, I do all my photos in certain albums on an external drive. That way it's very easy to find whether it be um, big events or years or, you know, birthdays or just special events. I have those filed separately um, I have a lot of plastic bins where I, you know, keep ephemera or leftover pieces and sequins and all all kinds of stuff. So in that part, I am organized. I, I know where all my stuff is. But, you know, sometimes there's a, you know, bin that catches kind of everything that I have to go through and uh, put stuff away.
0: Oh, of course, of course. But I'm curious, like, yeah. maybe because you are a finisher, it seems like this is a habit you could stack in the future that if you're
1: finishing a project, you should finish your putting away, (laughs) putting it away. Yes. Yes. I have, I have this thing where it, it does go away, but it's not with everything else. Like, it's like, okay, well, wait, I've been using these colors more. So I'm going to create a bin specifically for that. So I guess my struggle is I have too many bins and baskets (laughs) because like I have, you know, we're, I I guess I'd need to put them and finish where all my mixed media is or all my sprays. That's what I need to do instead of creating all these little tiny things.
0: (laughs) Well, it sounds like you like to curate your, your supplies like for a specific project or for a period of time. Like this is what's fun for me right now. And I want to play with these things. So you keep them out. Like, I don't know if you watch any of like the, beauty youtube videos these people create their like everyday makeup baskets because they have this
1: giant stash of other makeup and then they create a basket of just what they're using right now that's me (laughs) (laughs) that is currently me i guess when when you did mention finishing what i need to do is when i've like exhausted all the efforts of that or i've moved on to something new i need to take those bins and put them back up and that way they're you know they're back in their little homes and then i can remember when i have to go through things hey it's still there and not tucked away under my desk in a separate bin
0: (laughs) well i can see that even being like a fun youtube series where like here's what's in my like crafty bin for this two-week period or this month and then i'm gonna go put it away
1: and let's let's gather some new things together Oh, that would be so fun. I would love to watch something like that. I think yeah. you're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: what about your scrapbooking ideas? Where do you gather those? And do you try to
1: store them and refer back to them? Or you just seek them out when you need them? I honestly seek them out when I need them. I Before I start a layout, like especially for some design teams that I'm on, I try to create different things. I try to come up with different, ideas or methods or to try to put something out there that I have not seen yet. Maybe it's already been done and I just haven't seen it, but I try to not be repetitive in what I create. Um, So I do look for inspiration here and there, but a lot of the times I'll just kind of sit and look at my stuff for 10 minutes and kind of brainstorm of what I want to create, what I'm in the mood for, um, what I maybe want to teach in a process video or, you know, a, a tip or a trick. Um, so I, I do put a lot of thought into those, in, into my process videos. Um, so just kind of trying to be creative on my, on my own, I guess. And then when I hit, when I've hit a slump or a creative block, then I'll reach out to Instagram and kind of see, um, what's out there or maybe look at a sketch and, and try to, you know, get ideas that way.
0: Well, I've always found that I'm most motivated, like first looking at my own photos and then looking at my own past work and my own supplies. Um like yes, I I get ideas and I try to I try to just like soak them in from elsewhere on the internet. Yeah. But I don't necessarily refer to them when I'm creating because I find my own stuff to be more motivating. And then, like you said, I wanna like see what comes out and what I've like what how all these different ideas I've gathered over time have you know, gelled in my brain somehow to create something new. Right. Yes. That's the same. Yeah. So what would you say is your biggest lesson learned so far, so far from your scrapbooking experience? Like what are the takeaways or, or what you kind of celebrate
1: as, as why, why you keep doing this? I hope that one day my kids will look at, the the things that I've created and know that I was telling a story that I was telling their story and putting my creative spin on it. Um, they have come to embrace this, uh, my (laughs) paper crafting love for, you know, scrapbooking. And, um, I just, the biggest lesson I have learned is not only am I create you know documenting their lives and keeping their memories and uh, of you know of us being a family but this is also something that I truly enjoy um so finding the time for me is is coming and coming into my craft room to create is so important and I th- I think that is like I don't know if I'm even saying this right so it's kind of hard to explain but is just coming into my craft room and being creative and taking time for me this is what I truly enjoy um what You know, like I said, whether it's five minutes or an hour or two, it's, it's carving the time out for myself and coming into play and just take time and not have to deal with, you know, everyday stuff. Um, but still being able to to document their lives and our lives is, is just important to me.
0: Well, it's just an, it's an escape that's personally fulfilling and productive at the
1: same time. Right, that's exactly right. You're like checking everything off. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's fantastic. And I think that's a great way to 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 cl- start closing up this episode and it's a great lesson for our audience as they're thinking about how they want to uh build new creative habits in 2020 and and really set this year up to be even more fulfilling than the past. Just giving yourself permission to take that time is worth it because you love this hobby and you love what it brings you and the more you stay connected to it the more that just you know creates a snowball and you know you're a much better you know
1: wife mom friend and all your roles in life because of it exactly you couldn't have said it any better than that That is just exactly what I wanted to say and that's where that's how how, that's exactly how I feel completely And, and not to feel guilty about taking time for yourself
0: yes of course so I'm so excited to have you as our featured artist. Um, you know, one thing we haven't talked about a lot about on the podcast is, you know, what happens with our featured artists. So a couple months ago, I contacted you saying, Hey, we'd love to feature you. And we've taken a selection of your layouts to create sketches and digital templates for our simple scrapper members. And then our creative team uses those to create beautiful pages and, and, you know, using your styles and inspiration. We also have a design challenge every month, um, for our members to kind of take kind of one unique characteristic of your style and you know infuse that on your pages. Um, and so I'd love to have those of you who are listening who've not yet checked out the membership to join us. I will have the link in the show notes, but it's simplescrapper.com slash membership. Brianna, can you share where we can find you online and maybe anything else you have
1: new or coming up? Oh, yes. And thank you so much for reaching out to me and having me. I've had so much fun talking with you today. And um, But yeah, you can find me on YouTube. It's just my name. It's Brianna Leper. Uh, same on Instagram. Facebook is Brianna Nicole. Nicole with an H. <laughs> um, and same with Pinterest. Everything is under Brianna Leper. And I hope you all will check out my stuff and look at some of my process videos and let me know if I've inspired you in some way. Awesome. We will include all those links
0: in the show notes as well. Thank you, Brianna, for being here today. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope you go away and remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. Thank you so much.